And welcome to episode four of The Dogs. Let's kick this thing off. Welcome to The Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, before we get this episode started, kind of want to address some issues we're having with YouTube. Uh, if you are no, with Facebook, yeah, with Facebook, not with YouTube. If you're trying to watch this video or any of our videos through Facebook by clicking on the link and it pops up restricted, please know that it, nothing we're saying is restricted. This is a Facebook problem. Um, if you run into that issue, just go straight to YouTube, search the dogs podcast. We're like the third option that pops up. Uh, and then you can find all of our videos there. You heard that right. We're the third option that shows up already. So, yeah. It's because we are the dogs. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So, we couldn't do that without you guys. So, thanks. Um, so, if hopefully, Facebook gets those issues figured out. We're going to try to see what we can figure out on our end. Uh, we didn't realize the problem until uh, late this week. We'll try to get it fixed. But if you are having issues, just go straight to YouTube or you can check us out on Apple, Spotify, anything like that. Uh, Hey guys, good to see you. Everybody looking a little sunburnt. Got outside a little bit this weekend. Mm, I'm feeling a little crispy. Time of year. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we got a fun episode lined up today. We're gonna do, you know, hopefully some friendly banter. Um, some of these hot takes that we came up with for the Browns. Before we get going into these, though, everybody's favorite Cleveland troll came out a couple weeks ago, <laughs> oh, Colin Cowherd, saying Baker is just Case Keenum but with a stronger arm. Now. I tend not to listen to Colin Cowherd about what he says about the Browns because he's just the world's biggest hater. But I feel like this needed addressed by the dogs because yeah. it's just disrespectful. And he loves Sam Darnold. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you knock on Baker, but you love Sam Darnold. Yeah. I've watched Sam Darnold be pedestrian since college. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah, I don't see anything impressive there. I mean, hey, being compared to Case Keenum, I'm I'm just gonna say it. There are worse people to be compared to. Yes. Yeah, Keenum's a respectable quarterback. Mm-hmm. He always yeah. has been. Yeah, we talked about that in the free agents. I think he uh, in the free agency episode how we liked how we got him. I think his stats, he's like 63 percent completion percentage or something like that for his career. Well, last year that was top 10 quarterback in the NFL if you had 63 percent. So, <laughs> I mean, if you're saying Baker's gonna be like that, I'd take it. Yeah, and I also think Baker's way better than Case Keenum went undrafted. Baker Mayfield went number one overall. The, John Dorsey isn't a football idiot. He might have hired Freddie Kitchens, <laughs> but you know he knows how to evaluate talent. This guy is not Case Keenum. I mean, give me a break, Colin, and say by some th- disaster, Baker Mayfield only is ever as good as Case Keenum. Well, you can win a Super Bowl with that. Yeah. Sure, Joe Flacco and, won a Super Bowl. Yeah, he did, and I mean Case Keenum's a good floor. I think for Baker. I mean, if, yeah. that, if that's as bad as he ever gets or plays, cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's awesome. But I think his ceiling is so much higher. I think he's, he's way more athletic. Yep. Definitely a stronger arm. Mm-hmm. And I think he's more – I know Case Keenum threw 63%, but Baker's strongest attribute is his accuracy, putting it right. into tight windows. stuff. He's way more accurate. Yeah, if, if people are going to knock on that accuracy from last year and the interceptions and everything, you got to look at the coaching, the play calling – the offensive line personnel, I mean, it, it was just a recipe for disaster last year. It really was. Baker, they didn't give him much of a shot to succeed. Yep. And yep. the herd kind of twisted it, too. Oh, yeah. Factory of Sadness did, like, a really, really good article, and they basically said, so they said their stats, they compared them 2017 to 2019. 
Zach, where was Baker at in 2017? Playing for Oklahoma. Absolutely. <laughs> Case Keenum had his best year, 2017. So I feel like that's if that's the intro to your whole argument on this thing, that's it's so stupid. It's it's horrible, horrible. And then if you really take those years out, obviously Baker, he's only on a two year sample. Yep. If you take that 2017 year out, Case Keenum, kind of pedestrian. I mean, they're kind of backup numbers, like accurate. No risks, you know, he doesn't make mistakes, but I think, you know, the bigger upside is Baker, obviously. Let's not forget that Baker's the guy who broke the rookie uh, touchdown record for quarterbacks, and he had Hugh Jackson as his head coach for part of that season. And didn't play the first two games. Exactly. And Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley were just, like, fighting for half (laughs) the season. (laughs) That doesn't happen by accident, you know what I mean? Like, that is, that's talent shining through. Yeah, and yeah, like Justin said, I think I kind of saw some of the same numbers is what you saw. Yeah, and then when you compared the numbers, it looked like, oh, yeah, Case Keenum's had better, but he played that full season, his best season as a quarterback yep. in 2017. And not the end, Baker's first two years, Keenum was in the league for four years when 2017 mm-hmm. was his fourth season. Uh, and if you take that out in the last two seasons for Keenum, he had five wins, or, yeah, five wins, I think, and Baker has 12. Or seven wins, Baker has 12. That's what it was. And Baker seven plays for 12. the Browns, and he has yeah, more right. wins. You know, coming off, what, one in 31 or something? Yeah. And Baker takes over, leads us to, what, seven, eight, and one, and then six and ten? I mean, obviously, those aren't – that's not what we want. It's a far cry from 0 and 16 and 1 and 15. Yeah, but when yeah. you look at the situations with the coaching and just all the garbage, man, <laughs> it's actually coach. pretty impressive that he's been able to do what he's been able to do. Yeah. Imagine if he doesn't come in last year overweight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he just had to go and get married. Yeah, and all those commercials too. I mean, I think he oh just yeah. I think it's time this sports. year he's gonna come in a little more focused. Mm-hmm. I do think yeah. Do I think Baker's blameless for last year? No, but I don't think he I think he a small portion of the blame. Yeah, and I mean everybody out there just quit listening to Colin. Listen to the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. set it straight. Hey, here's the thing. What's another part of this is he says Baker's a QB that has to have everything perfect around him to be successful. He can't <laughs> handle an, any adversity. Hey, I got a hot take. Water's <laughs> wet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> what quarterback in this league just is out there thriving with dumpster fire around him? None. Yeah. <laughs> Do you None. guys remember, uh, like, Peyton Manning's first year? Or, like, some of these Ooh, amazing, amazing quarterbacks that will play golf every day and have a, you know, gold jacket? Yeah, their first years, two years, are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. No weapons. The guy who was terrible until his fourth year, Drew Brees. Yeah. Drew Brees <laughs> I was saw awful. that, too. Horrible. Yeah, he yeah. was terrible his first three years, and all of a sudden, Drew Brees is. He's still playing. Yeah, and so maybe one quarterback in my lifetime that doesn't have great around him and has been successful, Tom Brady, and he had he played for the best football coach of all time. So even when he didn't have the greatest players around him, he was still in the best structure, the best scheme, the best coaches. Baker hasn't had any of that. And he's still been decently successful. Yeah. Should have been rookie of the year. Should have been. Yeah. And that's the thing too with like Brady. I the Patriots system, it's so smart. I mean, they'll take guys and it seems like it's a lot of guys the Browns just cast away, right? And then mm-hmm. Belichick's like, Come here, I know exactly what you're good at, and I'm gonna put you in this position and you're gonna be great on the field and it just ends up happening because they, they kind of just know how to use people the right, right. way. I just want to know what, what quarterbacks Collins like got on his list of 
that are just surrounded by trash, but they're putting up Hall of Fame numbers. I just want to know who these quarterbacks are. How's Aaron Rodgers look with uh, one receiver? Yeah. Pedestrian. Yeah, it's not the same. And, and like, I think we were talking before the show, Blake, and you said, and people are starting to say maybe Rodgers isn't that great of a quarterback. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, he is. He just has a 17-year-old coach, no <laughs> wide receivers, you know? Like. Yeah, and instead of drafting somebody for him to throw the ball to, they drafted his replacement. Yeah. Like, what? Back yeah. And then I his mean, running back's replacement. I'd say yeah. I, as bad as it is to be a Browns fan sometimes and irritating, I, I would lose it if I was a Packers fan this year. Yep. That was – Especially because you're a part doing? owner of the team yeah. if you're a Packers fan. <laughs> and they're just doing that kind of draft. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, the other thing I kind of like, and, well, Colin came out. I don't like this, but came out, and this was one of his quotes, saying he, had, he has questionable judgment, he's cocky, a good-time guy, high-risk, high-reward factor. He said he should be the quarterback for a team like the Raiders, like he fits in Vegas. <laughs> that's what that's what Colin says. I don't. Baker's never been in trouble, really, ever. I mean, he had one, uh, little, one, yeah. little, one little scandal. Uh, I've that seen that video, so, man. <laughs> supposedly one little scandal. But really, to say he's got questionable judgment, I don't I don't see that at all. Now, like when you refer to biggest scandal, are you talking about <laughs> Oklahoma or are you talking about notable Cheesecake Cleveland? Factory. Yeah, notable <laughs> Cleveland restaurants. I was, I was thinking notable Cleveland restaurants. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's not what I was even thinking of. Okay. But, so he's uh, got two questionable Two things. questionables. But even then, those two have never gotten along from pre-draft to this point they have never right. seen and that's part of the i mean both of them fire back and forth and that's Co- just part of their deal colin does it all the time though he just picks one person that everybody likes and then he goes against that way if he's, if he's right then he looks like a genius and if he's wrong he can be like oh well you know this guy just did what he was supposed to do right how many times does colin pick on somebody and they just like you never hear about it Colin, and then colin moves on baker's like ah no hold on a second <laughs> yep like, I'm firing back because that's the kind of guy he is. Well, Colin's doing it again. Joe Burrow. I don't know if you guys – he's all down on Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's going to struggle. He's awful. He's not that good. He's only surrounded by NFL talent. I don't know if Joe Burrow's going to be good, but it's just – it's like the Baker thing all over again. Colin can't do a show without talking bad about Joe Burrow. It's just what Colin Coward does. And I'd be completely fine on the record if Joe Burrow is garbage. <laughs> completely fine. Just so we can uh, get that out of the way. If he's trash, absolutely – you know, that's wonderful. Yeah. Good stuff. Hey, okay with that. Yeah. Let's <laughs> well, keep that two wins thing going for a while. Well, hey. Well, um, real quick, on another piece of news, I know we talked about uh, Jadavian Clowney on that Zoom call we had yeah. last week. So, did you guys see uh, they came out and actually said what the numbers were? I did see that. Did you see yeah. that? Super, no. Yeah, I just wanted to throw low. it out here real quick for yeah. everybody listening, watching. Um, so, apparently, he's asking for about $20 million a year, and at the base, they said the Browns were offering twelve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just to throw the numbers out there to see that it's not like we were offering him like 18 or 19. You know, right, we were right, a little right. bit lower than what he's looking for. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if you're, if, if you're in a position where you can go out and demand $20 million a year and somebody offers you 12, I mean, I guess I can't fault Jadavian for saying, I'll hang back for a little bit and see if I can get what I think I'm worth. And this is best offer. Yeah. And that's why, a bad thing. Why sign with a team right now anyway? I mean, there's no, well, and that's, and that's the thing too. And if you, if it's the Browns, I mean, yes, there's that stigma. I yeah. mean, and it's just here's what's warranted though is the best his best offer was twelve, and he somehow thinks he's worth twenty. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, here's my. I don't think that. Yeah. We, are we gonna pay one guy anywhere close? I know we offered him twelve. I could see us probably going a little higher. They said, oh, 14, He's there for multiple years or something. But we just let Schobert and Kirksey go, and mm. we could have had them both for twenty one million. So. 
Yep. That is that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, so, saga continues. Yeah, <laughs> I guess a hey, tune back in next week and we can see uh, if Jadeev and Clowney turned down another offer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I say we move on to some of our hot takes. It's good to get Bash and Colin out of the way. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, so we came up with a list of some hot takes for you guys. We also got a couple fans' hot takes off Facebook. So thanks to everybody who's commenting on the uh, the posts. That was pretty fun. We got some good dialogue going. We'll put a couple in the show today. So let's just uh, get this thing going with some of these hot takes. Uh, Justin, I think his first one was yours. Yeah, so uh, I kind of threw it out to these guys. Wide receiver-wise, who has a bigger year, OBJ or Jarvis Landry? What's your hot take, bud? I think Jarvis Landry is going to have a bigger year impact-wise, whether it's yards, touchdowns, than OBJ. I, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I yeah, actually think, I think Jarvis could be maybe second or third in the team in catches but not or in yards, not in catches, not in touchdowns. I think Odell, if you look, I went and looked at the Minnesota offense last year with Stefanski calling plays. Odell is our Stephon Diggs. He's our deep threat. Okay, Stephon Diggs last year only had 63 catches. So even though he had 1,100 yards and six touchdowns, he didn't catch anywhere close to 100 balls. So our number one receiver, it's, it's going to be a very opportunistic passing game. Kirk Cousins only threw the ball 20, 25 times a game. He'd take, what, three, four shots, but they were calculated shots. So I I don't even see Odell having 90 catches, 100 catches. I see him having a Stephon Diggs-type year, maybe 60 to 75 catches, 1,200 yards, something like that. Mm-hmm. Second leading receiver for the Vikings last year, Dalvin Cook. So I don't, I don't see – Jarvis is very good. I love Jarvis, but Odell's the more talented player. And Odell's the deep threat. I think all the tight ends we got, and I think the running back is going to cut into Jarvis's production. Yeah, I think that last year was such a fluke with these. I mean, the play calling was horrendous. I mean, every game I was nauseous just watching um, as Freddie walked around clueless. And, you know, I think that Odell was just, you know, He's on a new team, first of all. When receivers switch teams, they do struggle, you know, typically to begin with, you know, picking up everything that's new. And I don't think anybody picked it up last year. And so I think Jarvis was just kind of flying under the radar, you know, kind of cleaning up the trash um, and just ended up being the top receiver on the team. But I don't think it happens again. Sorry, Justin. (laughs) So so what my argument will be, I agree with Blake. This is going to be very, very low opportunity as far as for the passing game. Completely agree there. But as athletic and as freak talented as OBJ is, he's going to see double coverage. And I just see Landry getting those opportunities. And I think, like you said, you know, he he had a great lead, great year last year. I think 83 catches, 1,100 yards, something around that. I'm not even sure that OBJ is on the team at the end of the year. That this is, might be ooh. another hot take right yeah, here, is, and I'll just be. I'm yeah, just. Hey, I'm. I'm thinking the same thing. So I Why? don't. He Second does not. Sources. All right. So I think I, we're switching to this hot take. Well, Jeez. I'm not. No sources. No sources. This is just you Your know gut? the guy that you know has a man cave in his basement. I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't see him fitting our system, and I like with Diggs. Look at where Diggs is at right now. How's he doing in Minnesota? He's not in Minnesota. He lasted the year. He had a career year. I just, Wasn't he just a – they didn't – what, did you trade him or 
Yeah, to Buffalo. And to me, that's insane. Who, who are they going to yeah. throw to now? Well, okay, so hold on. Let's back up for Go just ahead, one man. second. Go ahead. Okay, because something that I think kind of under the radar in Stefanski's system, if we go back to not last season, the year before. Okay, so Stefanski's still there. Okay, still have Kirk Cousins. There's some guy named Adam Thielen that was pretty good as a slot wide receiver. Okay, last year he was hurt. So stats obviously are going to sway a little bit because you're missing Adam Thielen who had 1,400 yards receiving and nine touchdowns in 2018. Not the same offensive coordinator, though. He Thielen still played 10 games last year. He only had three, 30 catches. Yeah, so I, I'm, had, I'm just saying. He only I averaged think three catches a game. I'm with Justin. He only had 418 yards last year in 10 games, 30 catches. Yeah, but he's and hurt all year. Stefanski Trust me, my fantasy team hurt last year. So. <laughs> Stefanski didn't call plays two years ago for the Vikings. He just called last year. I'm still saying I'm with Jarvis. I think Jarvis All right, well, is I'm going to back Blake just to say, though, from – from the Vikings standpoint, uh, I never saw a huge talent uh, disparity between Thielen and Diggs. Like they were, it was always who's one and who's two. Is it one A, one B? Odell is clearly a better talent than Jarvis. I mean, Jarvis I'm, is a great receiver. Don't get me wrong, but I'll, I'll give you that. Odell is I'll Odell. Odell only has one season under a thousand yards, and it was 2017 when he was hurt. He, what he broke his ankle, didn't hardly play at all. Last year. 1,035 the year before, 1,052. Before that, he never had under 1,300 yards. We think – I just don't see – and like I said, he might not catch 100 balls. He's going to go – he's going to have 12, 1,300 yards receiving because we're going to scheme him open. Freddie could not scheme anybody open. He didn't even know what a scheme was. (laughs) You know, we're going to be running – we're going to be running dive, counter, dive, counter, play action, boot, and Odell's going to run a double move down the sideline and be wide open. Jarvis is going to be running right around in the middle. He's not a deep threat. We used him as a deep threat his first year in Cleveland because we didn't have one, but we have one now. And we have three tight ends on the roster that are going to cut into slot receivers production. That's just – that's my take. I think – and I think uh, Chubb is going to catch 30 to 40 balls out of the backfield. So, the, we're, not going to, we're not going to throw the ball that much. Yeah, well, I, I mean – for me, I hope we don't have to throw the ball that yeah. much. I'm fine with giving Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt the ball 30, 40 times a game. Yep. Control I'm, the clock. Yeah. So. To be continued. Yeah. This Odell not making it through the season thing. Hey, I'm just saying. Okay, <laughs> my bl- if it's my me, blood pressure just went away. If it's me, all right, and I'm the coach, a new coach, that I want to be here in Cleveland for a long time. If Odell starts chirping, but he never three, does. That's a straight. Oh, don't tell me that Odell doesn't start chirping. That's who a watched, straight media who watched, thing. Who watched the su- on Sunday last year of him just berating <laughs> Freddie Kitchens on the? So did Jarvis. That was so right, <laughs> Jarvis. Jarvis does it. He's a great leader in the locker room. It was Odell contagious. Do- Odell does it, and it's oh, oh god, Odell's he's such a distraction. The, I mean, go to New York. I mean, he was the same guy in New York. Yeah, Pat Shermer is a coach, and Ben McAdoo. I'm just saying that if I'm a coach and Odell starts chirping, you almost have to. Freddie didn't set an example at all. It was like, oh, yeah, Freddie's a cool. It's all right. We have that kind of relationship. If it's me as a coach, you don't talk to me that way. But Odell wasn't the only one chirping. Well, it's Freddie Kitchens. I'm saying it's different. <laughs> if Odell's the only one chirping, by all accounts, don't be surprised. By all accounts, Odell, since coming to Cleveland, has been like a model citizen. He could have blown up last year how bad the Browns were. Blown up. At times you, he did. You never heard him. Even in the after the games, it was, oh, we just got to get better as a team. I just got to do my part. He played through injury all year. 
I, th- I, I think, think you watch ESPN, Odell's a terrible person. If you just, like, watch the Browns, you never hear from him. Who's more likely to be traded, though, Jarvis or Odell? I think Odell. I don't think, I don't think either one of them. We'll it's see. a lot of lot of. I hope lot. not. I, I hope me not. too. I hope not too. But I mean, but I could see it. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. It's Cleveland. I think we got to go down to uh, hot take seven here, which was mine. While this conversation's going on, before you guys get all fired up again right. about <laughs> these two dudes, is that cool? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Right, I mean, go ahead. Yeah. So I said my hot one of my hot takes was after four games, the Browns are going to be such a high volume running um, team that Odell is going to lash out and that he will end up getting benched during that fifth game at uh, some point. So last year, Thielen and Diggs both complaining about Vikings offense after the first couple of games. Stavansky's first year calling plays. Did he bench one of them? No, he adjusted his play calling. He learned that, hey, maybe I do need to incorporate these skill guys into my offense. Maybe I need to adapt my play calling. They opened it up a little. Trust me, I have Kirk Cousins on my fantasy. The first couple of weeks, I was like, <laughs> i got to find a quarterback who's going to throw the ball more than 10 times a game. Come week four, him and Diggs almost took me to what should have been a championship. Now, the only difference, though, and I, I hear what you're saying, but you're saying last year he was the offensive coordinator and he you know, found a way to incorporate everything and kind of – Spruce things up a bit for that offense, but this time he's the, yeah, head, he's coach. the head coach. Yeah, but yeah. the Vikings head coach is Zimmer. He's way more old school, way more totalitarian. Yeah, well, and then now I know I'm going to change my tune a little bit, but then I throw it over to what Zach said, <laughs> or I think it was just either way. Diggs isn't there now. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. He lasted the season. He did last the season, but that wasn't Stefanski's it, call. That was, so I don't know. I don't know what Stefanski's temperament will be for. If something like this were to happen, I also don't. What did they get for Diggs? First round pick. Yeah. So okay, they trade. It's pretty good. I would take a first round pick. Yeah. Okay. And uh, was he about to be a free agent or anything? I think he was. Like, I think he was another year or so away. So it was like either pay this guy more than what we want or trade him, and they got a first round pick. They, I don't think they traded him because they thought he was a distraction. I think they were looking at their future, going. We're either going to lose this guy or we got to try to get a lot. And for some reason, the Bills threw a first-round pick at him. Well, and they and replaced him with Justin down. Jefferson, too. So I think they're going to be okay as far as receiving goes because they still have Thielen. They still have their tight ends. You know, Rudolph and Smith and still, Jr. They've got Cook. Yeah. So, so they'll so be okay. Okay, so here's this, I'll throw a scenario out there here with off of this question. All right, so after four games, you're 4-0, and and Odell has 150 yards receiving after four games. And he's got like, I don't know, what to say. He's got under 10 catches or something like that after four games. And he's complaining. You're 4-0. What are you saying to him? I don't it's think about he about the complains. team, man. It's about the team. All he ever says is it's all about winning. All he wants to do is win. So until I see the Browns be 4-0 and him start complaining, I'm not going to play your hypothetical game. <laughs> I'm just saying. Can we just stop it game? until we see the Browns that? be 4-0? Oh my <laughs> that means they'd have to win I, the first game of the season, say, which never hasn't seen happened that in, in my a while. Life. <laughs> I haven't seen that in my entire life. And we have nice. yeah. in Baltimore in week one. <clears throat> but, yeah, I I don't think he'll complain because I haven't, I haven't seen – I've never seen the Giants start 4-0. First of all, if we start 4-0 – Odell doesn't only have 150 yards receiving. My, He's going to be a bigger part of the offense than that. Maybe Jarvis has the 300 yards after the first four weeks. No, there you. We're not only going to in the first four games. We're not going to throw for 300 yards total in four games. Never know with the system. Chubb, Chubb might run all over. He is going to run all over, but we're still going to throw the ball 20 to 25 times a game. We'll see. 
And then we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, man, we're all fired up. This is fun. <laughs> all right. <laughs> who's uh, who's up next? Who wants to pick one here? What do you guys? I don't think I contributed any to this list. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I'm just here to argue. Yeah, fire the next one off, man. Go ahead, fire the next one off. Okay, so um, let me pick my favorite one here. All right, I, I lied. I did af- uh, offer up this one. What was the more, and I put in quotation marks oh, here, boy. disappointing season? Not worst season, disappointing season. The 0-16 season, or last year's 6-10, and not 7-9 season. Guys, I'm going to take care of this one personally on a Nail personal it. level. So um, <laughs> me and uh, Blake Renneker, we got into uh, a small disagreement the other day about this. You know, this is what started <laughs> this whole thing. For me... It's the 0-16 season, and I heard, you know, we had multiple, multiple, multiple people saying, oh, you know, 6-10, and it was so disappointing, so many things. I'm just going to hit you guys with some just facts real quick, and it'll (laughs) absolutely make you sick to your stomach and remind you the legacy that we have laid down as Browns fans. So, we have the 0-16 season. We were the second team to go 0-16. The other one was the Detroit Lions in 2008. 17 straight division loss streak at the end of that year. So that's, we're losing to Pittsburgh every year, who we hate. We're yep. losing to Baltimore every year that we used to be, and they got a Super Bowl out of it. <laughs> yeah. We're losing to Cincinnati twice a year, and they're literally garbage. So we got that. We extended our road losing streak to 21 games. So even when we leave Cleveland to go play somebody, we're terrible and we lose. We failed to win a home game for the first time since 1999, which was also an atrocious year. I can't believe that we even won a home game in our first year back with the team that we put together. And then we are the only NFL franchise with multiple 15 or more loss seasons. Or, yeah, 15 or more losses in a season. Right. Are you kidding me right now? Are you really (laughs) trying to say that last year was worse than that? Yeah, so all I hear is that – all that's just the Browns history. We beat Baltimore <laughs> my, last year. We never did that. For my whole life, that's just Browns history. Oh. You know, here's a huge difference between the 0-16 season and last year's 6-10 season. Expectations. Amen. Yeah, Expectations. Right. I Amen. expect them go to be in, good every year. Go in, <laughs> I'm a well, Browns fan. You well, After 1-15, you thought they were going to be good. We kept coming off a of 1-15. Th- Super Bowl. Here's the thing. We went 1-15, and, and then I remember coming into the 0-16 season, and we our roster was worse. And our schedule was tougher. I remember saying, guys, I don't know if we're going to win any games. Like, teams don't usually go 0-16, but the Browns have a very real shot going (laughs) 0-16. And And then all we did was just do what I thought we were going to do. So, and I remember by the end of that season, I was like, when Corey Coleman dropped that, part of me died and part of me was like, that's super funny. So you mean it was was disappointing. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yes. Like, to me – we were picked to go – we were the, what, the fourth best odds to go to the Super Bowl preseason last year? Yeah, and that's one thing that you didn't hear anybody talk about after we went 1-15. to Nobody said those two no. words Super Bowl at no. all. But I, is that Browns fans being Browns fans? They, it wasn't just Browns fans. Uh, you no. heard people across the country talk about, oh, look uh, at the Browns roster on. Theo Theo Riddick, they got all the talent. Yeah, Theo Riddick on amazing. ESPN picked us to go 12-4. and four. He was wrong. Yeah, but, yeah. Right a lot of people. So to me, I didn't say what was the worst. Obviously, zero and sixteen is the worst season. Six and ten is more disappointing. Yeah, I oh will my say, god! I, I don't know. They're both. They're both. We really had a parade because yeah. we were so bad. Yeah, the there only, was no parade last year. Only bright spot was we got the number one pick. We got Baker that next year. Yeah. That was the only good thing about being zero and sixteen. I mean, I'm, it, I'm with Blake. I've never, and I'll be real with you guys. I've never had higher expectations. More hope, more. I was so pumped for that 
season last year coming in. And you want to talk about disappointing for me personally? Oh my gosh, I was, I was torn down. That's you, honestly, this off season has been kind of depressing for me because I'm like, <laughs> try not to get I, too high. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to get excited about stuff like I normally do because I was so let down last year. It was but terrible. that's being a Browns fan. The highs are high when you get one, you know, one win in the season. You know that that's. Well, I remember like literally as a Browns fan, if we beat the Steelers, and that was our only win. That was the celebration. I would literally be losing my mind. We beat the Steelers. They're going to the Super Bowl. We beat them, though. That was our only win. Yeah, but so, so which means 0-16, if you're happy Worse with your that. one win against the Steelers and you're like, awesome, then 0-16 is not out of the realm of possibility. You were not expecting only a one win against the Steelers last year. We were predicting sweep the AFC. We're going to the Super Bowl. We're at least hosting a playoff game, all this stuff. And we didn't even come. I remember after the first quarter of the Titans games, yeah. I just thought, uh oh, we're in trouble. Yeah, we had, this, we had an entire offseason, and this is how we're prepared to come out and play <laughs> Dude, a football I will game. Never forget that. I, I was sitting there, and we went right down the field. Right, I yeah. mean, like yep. butter, baby, right down the field, score a touchdown. And we missed the extra point. <laughs> and I sat there and said, uh oh, uh oh. That ain't good. That's not the first time that's happened to me in my life. Yeah, <laughs> super undisciplined last year, and that to me, that's why it's more disappointing. I the zero and sixteen season, it sucked. You don't ever want to lose all your games, but when I every year you have fake Cleveland Browns optimism. Every year I'm like, can't wait for this season. Browns might actually be decent, but deep down you know we're winning four games. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> last year there was none of that. It was. No, we're legit Super Bowl contenders. You're not going to tell me that we're not at least. We went 7-8-1 and one the year before, and we improved our roster and got rid of Hugh Jackson. I thought there's there's no way we win less games. <laughs> Baker coming back in his second year, we just added Odell. Ten games was the minimum that I thought we were going to win, the bare minimum, and we only win six. And even the games we won, they were, like, atrocious to watch. That Jets game. Oh, the Jets game, I watched that game and was just like, man, we we suck. We won that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. We won right. that game, and I was like, man, we suck. Everybody was pumped because Odell had that 89-yard touchdown, and it was just Odell and Baker. Being athletic. There yeah. was yeah. nothing good about that game at all except for the win at the end of it. Yeah. So, all right, I want to throw just a quick shout-out to the smartest Browns fan I apparently I know in my life, and that's my dad. Because we got together, we watched that Titans game last year. I mean, I had my Baker jersey on. I had Browns <laughs> gear all over the place. I was so jacked. I'm like high on Browns, right? right. I'm sitting there, and he's, he's just on the couch, just like, all right, let's go. I'm like, Dad, how can you not be excited for this? Yep. This is going to be amazing. Like, this team is awesome. And he looks at me, and he says, yeah, we'll see. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you're nuts. You're nuts. That well, game ended, and all. he looked at me, and he just said, told you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, shout out to him. He knew what he was talking about, and it's got me kind of a little more grounded with my expectations. <laughs> I'm trying to be a little more of an honest Browns fan. Yeah. Well, hey, with that, that's that's a good segue on mm-hmm. accident. Uh, <laughs> one of these takes is Cleveland puts their demons behind them, makes the playoffs for the first time since 2002. We just talked about how there's cautious optimism, fake optimism. Do we make the playoffs this year? You know we're going to the playoffs <laughs> this year, guys. You know we're going to the playoffs. Uh, so I look at the schedule. The first half's tough, right? First half is very tough. 
I I see them going nine and seven, uh, ten and six, probably more ten and six with the addition of the second. Uh, the, I'm sorry, the third wild card spot. Well, the uh, the extra wild card spot. I see this as being a possibility. And then also our second half, we got Jags, Giants, Jets, garbage, trash, dumpster <laughs> fire. <laughs> now here's the thing: those should be wins, but uh, they're gonna be wins, guys. Come on now, we're gonna go to the playoffs. Let's do this. I'm gonna say no. Oh, oh my god! I'm gonna say no because of what I just talked about and what I learned <laughs> the hard way last year was I am not predicting this team. Ever. I don't care who the coach is, quarterback players, nothing. I'm not predicting them to do anything great until they do it. I'm done. Man, it's hard for me to like <laughs> to say that. I see where you're coming from. I've been from. burnt, man. <laughs> yeah. I remember when we let go of Dorsey this year, I was like, I got to oh. find a new team to root for. <laughs> and here I am saying Browns are going to the playoffs. I, oh. I think I'm right with Justin. I see, okay, obviously this depends on us playing up to our abilities. We can't come out and – be like we're coached by Freddie Kitchens. You got to have a good start to the year too. How many yeah. times are we like, oh well, if we win the next six of the next six eight, in a row. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get in. Yeah. All we have to do is go on a twelve game win streak, and yeah. we're going to the Super Bowl. Um, if there's no injuries, we everybody buys in. We play the way that we're capable of playing. That I think we're capable of playing. I see nine and seven to ten and six. To me, especially, you know, years past, 9-7, and 10-6 might not get you in the playoffs, but they added that extra spot. Yeah. So, I see I, I see a playoff berth for the Browns. 8-8. Eight 8-8. 8-8, eight. Eight eight. Eight 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 no now. playoff. Okay. No playoffs. I'll say I'll go 9-7. and seven. I think we do make the playoffs. I think we make the playoffs for sure. I think we win week one. We're going to make the playoffs. I don't know if we win we that win. game. I don't have That's, them winning that game. That is like one of my biggest like games of the year. And normally like you like have a game like week eight, week nine, you're like, all right, if they can get to this point, they have this record, they win this game, you know, I can see them doing it. I think week one is one of those games of big division game. You're only gonna get to play Baltimore one more time. And I think you gotta try to win obviously your goal is to win your division, but right. you can't lose to Baltimore there and all already be behind. And then now you're like, Oh, well hopefully Pittsburgh beats them. I can tell you right now, jumping on your point, not that game, but next the next week. We have the Thursday night home opener against Cincinnati. We lose that game. Can you mention we go 0-2 so, to start the year? It's a, In it's, both AFC. <laughs> yes, yeah. I can't North imagine games. it because yeah. it happens yeah. every yeah. year. Yeah. If we lose that game Were you at alive home, last year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see I've and now obviously as a Browns, I don't know how you guys feel, but I'm so dumb when it comes to like we could literally be absolute garbage and we had have 10 losses and i'm like okay guys one o'clock here we go let's get it <laughs> listen it's not just the browns justin we were down 3-1 to the warriors in 2016 justin says we're coming back to win the title hey he was right i was right yeah. i also like said that the next year after like that a, <laughs> <laughs> they, they called me, call me a prophet my uncle mark actually told me he said hey Cavs are winning the finals this year indians are going to win the world series and i was like oh man and then he told me Browns are going eight and eight, and he was real wrong about the Browns because they're absolutely <laughs> garbage. Shout out to you, you know. But he was real close. Uh, he was close on the Indians, you know. One, uh, oh, yeah. mm, that one's tough too. But you know, <laughs> I'm going to kind of piggyback off a game I think is important here. I think the last game of the year, you got mm-hmm. the Steelers at home. I think that could have huge implications, especially. 
I don't know. All, a lot of things I'm seeing saying Steelers are like in the Super Bowl bubble. I just don't see. I know Big Ben's back. Yeah, but but we don't even. I think Big Ben's easily Hall of Famer, one of the best quarterbacks. Oh, I I get that too. But not. I don't know at this point his career with, and he doesn't have Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown when he was there and he was healthy. Yeah, like you're missing that Steelers team made a push for the playoffs last year with, and I'll use some of your wordage, garbage. For yeah. running backs, dumpster <laughs> yep. fire receiver. Yeah. And, well, the dumpster fire was quarterback. Let's yeah. Yeah. But right. dumpster fire was big time quarterback play. Yeah. But I mean, on defense and running game alone, and it was just, hey, who's who's healthy? But they didn't run the ball, the and they did it. They're at, they added this year is Big Ben. They drafted that guy out of Notre Dame, right? Yeah, receiver out of Notre Dame. Yeah. He's yeah. tight end slot, but nobody knows what he's going to be like. I think their big things, their defense is stupid strong. Yeah, it yeah. always is. And it's so good. And in this division. Like, and we've seen that in years past, even when the Browns were terrible. Like, your division games, we'd keep it close for at least three quarters, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, you know, we'd Blown throw out. a late interception, we lose by two touchdowns. But in this division, I don't care how bad the Steelers might be or might be playing or how bad Cincinnati is. Almost every game's always close. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter who's playing who. I mean, Baltimore should kill Cincinnati last year, and last year, Cincy would hang with them. I mean, it's just yeah. You notice that when you watch division games with you know other teams too, yeah. other divisions, it's you never you never know. Right. Crazy things happen. Terrible teams. You know, Miami will beat the Patriots. You know. Right. Yeah. Don't expect that to happen, but no. there you go. I just think if you want to make a leap, I think you need to beat Pittsburgh twice this year, and you need to beat the Bengals twice. I'm hoping that, and last then try that. to split with the Ravens. Mm-hmm. If they don't beat the Bengals twice, they're not going to the playoffs. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Oh, completely. Yeah. You have to beat them twice. Don't let don't go to any Bengals games this year. Then, uh, <laughs> well, should I explain that? Yeah. Uh, so I've been to twenty one uh, Browns games in my life. Um, I have a personal record of zero and twenty one. I've never <laughs> wow. seen the Browns win. Actually, <laughs> twenty one. Wow. I um, last year I drove to Cincinnati with my family for the last game of the year, and. Uh, yeah, we lost to that team. To the worst. <laughs> My family almost kicked me out of Cincinnati before the game even started because nobody knew. It's like a, it's like my dark secret. I've never seen them win, I, and I've seen like historically bad, like Monday night the block field goal. I was with the Blake for that. I think I'm cursed. And he just wow. picked us to go to the playoffs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I actually Stay have. Home I actually year. have tickets for that Cincinnati <laughs> game on Thursday night for the home oh, opener. Oh boy. So. Really we, sorry, guys. We can't lose that second game. Joe Burrow is going to be rookie quarterback only two games in. We cannot if we cannot lose to that. But in typical Cleveland's history, that's the kind of game we'll come Joe out. Burrow will throw for like 500 yards against us. Well, that or we'll come out and we'll win week one and like look and drop that look off aw- and like, oh, my God, we just beat the Ravens. We controlled the whole game. Big trust what? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and we just dominated them. Then we go and we play Cincinnati and we get beat 12 to 6. Yeah. Joe Burrow carves us up. He's 80% on third down. We can't get off the field. That hap- I feel like that happens just all the time. The guy will get rookie of the year just playing against the Browns. Yeah. And I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, Me too. Hope, yeah. Well, so what? Playoffs, playoffs. Zach, what'd you say? Playoffs or no? Playoffs. Oh, yeah, I said playoffs. Josh no. said no. I said Josh just been, I said nine and seven. He's been in. burnt one too many times. Oh, right. man, I got the scars. Oh, me oh. too. Hopefully, like you said, oh. like that last game of the year, we're resting starters for the playoffs. Oh, <laughs> that, look at you. That'd be nice. Oh, my god. I think that last game, like I, I'm looking at that schedule real quick, go back to it one more time. 
I think going into that, you play Ravens, Giants, Jets, Steelers. I think that last month of the season, depending on our record, you got to hope you're three and one in those four games. Uh, Jets, you got to beat. Giants, you got to beat. And I think that Steelers game, especially if you lose that Ravens game, you're probably gonna. That's gonna be a must-win game. It could be. It could be. I mean, if the Steelers have a good year, that with that extra wild card spot, that could be a win and get in. Yeah, like a, it almost. And I like, really hope it's not because my wife's a Steelers fan, uh, so we'll be watching uh, TV and, like, and a Bama fan uh, and a Yankees geez. fan. Oh my yeah, it's god, it's the worst. What? Yeah, I mean, I've, yeah. <laughs> you need to talk to her, man. And every <laughs> game we get, like, we've been to two because we've been to two Yankees Indians games both times. Game five. Mm. A couple of years ago, we were there. Her team won. Yeah, I remember. Talk about depressing stuff on here. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> well, yeah, let's move on. In our defense, there's a lot more depressing stuff than true. encouraging stuff to <laughs> talk yeah. about. This is just the tip yeah. of the iceberg. I didn't write the history books for the Browns. <laughs> like, uh, jump down to that first uh, fan hot take since we're talking about Browns and playoffs. Okay, here, let me pull this back up. Okay, so this comes from uh, Ian Murphy. My favorite insurance agent. Uh, <laughs> he says, um, he posted this on Facebook, um, Case Keenum will start and win the Browns wild card game due to a season-ending injury to Baker Mayfield. I hope. I mean, uh, I like that we have Case Keenum, but I hope that's not the scenario. Well, you know what? If that's the only way we make the playoffs, at least we made the playoffs. Let's do I, mean, it. Yeah. I, I don't want to see Baker get hurt at all. So tell me this. It, would you, if I told you Baker doesn't get hurt in that wild card game, but we lose, or Baker breaks his ankle in that wild card game, but we win with Case Keenan, what are you picking? And watch what you say, because if you say Baker get hurt, I'm going to tell his mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this is a team sport, guys. So. <laughs> uh I mean, obviously, I want the playoff win. Right. <laughs> yeah. He can rehab, and he's going to be there for his team and rooting him <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> he's yeah. going to cheer those guys on to victory. I mean, that's just – that's uh, that's very, very uh, – Baker's been durable. Like, it's extremely durable, though. So, he's like, gotten hit a lot. A lot. And his the line is better. Like, everything tells me, like, for something like that to happen, it's going to have to be a fluke deal. I think this year, too, could see him – being protected even first of all we went from maybe the worst offensive line to yeah top five yeah i mean yeah. our biggest question mark now is right guard every other position is either like a pro bowler or an all pro or at jedrick huge Wilson. high upside yeah yeah hopefully mm-hmm. uh an all-star type player i've and i mean he's gonna be running he's gonna hand the ball off 30 times and when he throws, it's going to be precise. It's going to be calculated. Yes. Play action, yeah. bootleg. It's going to be his strengths. So I th- it's going to take a fluke for him to get hurt. Well, here, let me let me toss in uh, one of my other hot takes into this one since we're moving into how Baker's going to be throwing. I said Baker's going to throw 10 or fewer interceptions on this season. Okay. So <laughs> this kind of actually ties in. We'll, we'll kind of like knock out two birds with one stone here. Uh, Baker becomes the guy again, overcomes the sophomore slump, wakes up feeling dangerous. Are you drinking the Kool-Aid? Drunk on that Kool-Aid. I'm drinking that whole picture <laughs> now, I know right I, now. I just said that I don't get too hyped up now about the Browns, and I'm going to take a more prove-it-to-me attitude. But I've seen this guy just dominate on the football field, and that was with a bad situation his rookie year. So if we get a competent, any what of competent coaching this year, better offensive line, and we're running the ball more, and every throw, like Justin said, is going to be more calculated. They're going to be, you know, higher percentage throws. And Baker is accurate, Blake. Mm-hmm. He does have that accuracy. So I, th- I think the ten or fewer interceptions is absolutely doable for him. 
So, go ahead. I, uh, I, I do think Baker is going to be fine, but I, I've pulled up some crazy, crazy stats that'll make you think that maybe we're not going to be okay. <laughs> so oh yes, please. <laughs> so last year, which like we've said, terrible system. The play calling was awful. The line was awful. He had the worst passer rating of any quarterback when he was not under pressure, which we've talked about that too. Like you mm-hmm. said, even when you're not getting hit, you you're under you, mental pressure. You think you're, yeah. you're seeing ghosts. You're like Sam Darnold, ghost hunter out there. Yeah, at least you he didn't. At least know. Baker didn't say it. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, so you have that, which that's a really, really scary stat. But then he's also the only quarterback to throw more interceptions than touchdowns when not pressured. The only one that was, more, like, more. I mean, the other guys were, like, eight touchdowns, seven interceptions. He's six touchdowns, ten picks. So, is it is it a fluke of the system? You know what I mean? I, I do want to ask, and I know you don't have this stat because I, I don't know if anyone does, but how many of those interceptions came off the hands of his receivers? Oh, though? my God. There, how yeah. many of those happened yeah. last year? That's true. Which is yeah. crazy. all the time. In the end zone, just tip balls yes. just straight back, you know. I mean, he now he made a lot of bad throws last year, I know, but mm-hmm. there were some that weren't on him i'm completely with you though i think that he is going to come back fine i think this system is completely set up for him to he, be successful. mentally he's not the type of guy that can you're not going to get him down no um, and he's, he's a, tough he's a walk-on guy he all he oh, wants yeah. to, all he wants to do is oh hey you don't think i'm that guy i'll be that guy Watch all me. day yeah. exactly so um and then if he's not the guy oh Oh my gosh. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Come. Justin Fields. <laughs> Justin Fields. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. You know, so that's my only thing. I think we're going to be fine. I really, really do believe that. But last year was, man, last year. But then he had 27 touchdowns and 14 picks the year before with a, right. another not great system. And he, but he was successful. So I got a couple things about this. One, I'm going to start by saying if Baker is going to not be good and he's not the guy. We got to go like one in fifteen, <laughs> which we won't <laughs> because which we won't. because we need Fields or Trevor Lawrence. So Baker, if you're not going to be good, please be awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> second, I, I'm split on this. I think Baker does have a bounce back year, and I think he is very good this year. The ten interceptions thing to me is a little a little crazy. Kirk Cousins threw a hot six. take, man. <laughs> Kirk Cousins threw six last year. And he's a way more conservative mm-hmm. quarterback than Baker. I think even in this system, in a way better scheme, he's still got a gunslinger mentality. And I still see he's going to try to, with that stronger arm, he's going to try to put it into some tight windows sometimes. I don't think he throws 20, 25. James Winston. Yeah, <laughs> I think he throws, I could see 13, 15, somewhere like that. Um, maybe I'll be wrong. Yeah, I hope you're wrong. I think he's. I think right around the ten mark is probably where he'll end up. I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think we're going to throw the ball that much this year, and uh, put yeah. him in situations where he's going to have to, you know, try to. He, we're going to have to go down the field, and he's going to throw thirteen passes on this drive to try to get a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that we're going to put ourselves in a lot of situations like that this year because we're going to control the clock, and even if we, you know. Don't score a touchdown, we get a field goal, but we're going to take four or five minutes off the clock almost on every drive. Yep. And, and I think that that's just the way we are going to have to play, too. And I think it's a smart way, especially with our defense. Mm-hmm. You know, keep them rested, keep them off the field, okay? Get them on there fresh after the off their opposing team's offense sat for five minutes. Now you got Garrett running at you. Hopefully he's our 
you know, sack leader of the year. I know that's one of our takes too here. So, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, like with Baker, I just I don't. So I don't think he's gonna throw less than touch. You know, like ten interceptions. I think it's gonna be a little bit over that. He also there's times where he'll play great, and then the next week I remember like the Houston game. He comes out and just throws three picks before half, and it's like, and they're like all bad decisions. Like they're all just, right. I'm just gonna throw it as hard as I can down the field into, you know, like there's, you know, two receivers, you know, three three safeties just hanging out back there, and it's like, what are we doing? What? Right. So, and also like I don't in that system. I think if he comes off and does something like that, I think coach is like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> what what is going on right now? You know. Here's another thing. With the system last year with Freddie. Let's use know? air quotes when we say the word system. Yeah. Yeah. From now yeah. on. Yeah. Okay. So when we when we're talking about that, how much is that as a player if you're a quarterback and you know like that you're calling that you try to do too much because you know what is gonna get called next. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> or you're afraid like, all right, hey, we really gotta try to push the ball down the field this time because, you know, we're already down two touchdowns and right. If I don't complete this pass, I'm we're going to be running halfback pass next. <laughs> <laughs> that that yeah. type stuff. So I mean, I I don't know. As I mean, I guess I could see maybe a little bit of that. I, I'm just I, I hope he. I get it. Back. I saw so many bad things about last year. Like I saw that like Freddie would have them like it would be, it'd be like we're going to run the ball 75 percent all week, and then they would get to like game day and they'd walk in and he'd like completely change the playbook and it would be like a complete like a 75 percent pass. Psych. Yeah. yeah. Like any like he was the smartest guy in the room. He had to be the smartest guy in the room always. Like yeah, he, he had always to be Mr. Innovative. And yes. We're, we got a like maybe a three point lead in the fourth quarter and Chubb doesn't come on the field one time. One time. Like right. what is going on? Well, and how and how and like the direct reflection of penalties. Oh. Miles oh. Miles Garrett <laughs> punching a guy the first game like. Yeah, that guy, that guy researches dinosaurs when he's not playing. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> yeah. Like that guy punched a guy. That guy hit a guy with a helmet. Like there was just no discipline at all. That team. Wow. Speaking of lack of system last year and the incoming new system, some things why I think Baker does have a bounce back type season. I looked up some of Baker's stats out of certain situations. Um, play action passing. Okay, as a rookie. Uh, used it 23.3% of the time over the final half of his rookie season, had a 73% completion percentage, fourth of the NFL out of play action. The next year, last year, he had an 83% completion percentage out of play action. We're going to throw play action a lot, Mm -hmm. okay, a lot. And you don't even have to run the ball that much to go play action this year because everybody thinks we're going to run the ball a lot. Um, And then – he had nine of his 22 touchdowns last year off play action throws, third in the league. And his passer rating last season was 78.8 on play action pass attempts, which was 36 points higher than when not on play action passes. So why didn't we run more play action? Well, and because we had to be smarter than everybody. <laughs> As the For this year, the tight ends coach. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, what position really benefits you to have a a good player in play uh, play action, tight end. Mm. And we've got one now. We might even have two, and I'm not counting Njoku. I was going to say we might have three, depending. <laughs> who knows? Also, 12 and 13 personnel, which I don't know for all you guys who aren't as – Yeah, explain that. Yeah, that's when you have multiple tight ends on the field, two tight end, three tight end, that kind of thing. Nobody was more successful in 12 and 13 personnel last year than the Browns. They, 145 snaps, he was second in the league with 29 pass attempts out of 13 personnel. 
So he tried it the most, and he had 69% completion percentage, averaged 11.1 yards per throw on that. So why <laughs> it's clearly our best formation to throw out of. It's, it's our best option, and we only did it 145 times. I don't know. You know, like no answer for that. We only did it like what eight times a game or something. Well, we didn't have the most. I mean, you talking about those extra tight ends and everything. We didn't have talented tight ends. I mean, some of the honestly, some of the best touchdowns Baker threw last year went to Ricky Seals Jones. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. It's just all of a sudden he's uh, he's open and he's a. I mean, he's a monster when he gets the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. It's just that's the hard part. And yeah. so, what's encouraging about Stefanski coming in then? Fifty four percent of the time, the Vikings were in two tight end set last year. Um Cousins had 243 dropbacks out of 12 and 13 personnel, leading to a passer rating of 105, 13 touchdowns, four picks. In 12 personnel last year, Mayfield had 105 rating, 44 of 75 with five touchdowns and two interceptions. So what Baker clearly does the best, that's what Stefanski's bringing over. I think that's a huge reason why he could have a bounce-back season. Well, remember, well, you know, who'd Baker throw to a lot in college? Oh, Mark Andrews. Exactly. So, and all right, this transitions real nice into another hot take of mine real quick was that Austin Hooper's going to lead the entire league in tight end touchdowns. So, he'll he'll have more touchdowns than Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Zach Ertz. Each one of them will be less than Hooper. Uh, It's a a lot to add. Throw it at me, guys. Come on. Okay, so I think the guy who's going to, to be honest, that's going to lead the NFL in touchdowns tight ends is, I think it's going to be Mark Andrews. I think he's, he did last year. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be him, but I do think Cooper, I, I'll put him in my top three. I think they, I think in the red zone, I think, I think this they're is going, a marriage. They're going to sell out inside the, you know, inside the 10, but really inside the five. Teams are going to know that Chubb's going, like they're going to want to get Chubb to ball. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, Hooper just throw it up to him. So, of those guys last year, the three, Kelsey, Ertz, and Kittle that you named off, Hooper was tied or better than all those guys as far as touchdowns. So, he had six. Kelsey had five. Ertz had five. Or, I'm sorry. Uh, Ertz had six. Kittle had five. The only guys that were higher off were Mark Andrews with ten and then Jared Cook with nine um, in New Orleans. My only argument with Hooper for this. And I like with Atlanta, as far as what his stats were last year, Atlanta was not good and they threw the ball a lot. So was he not like, I do think he's going to get great opportunities. I think he fits perfect with what they're going to try to do, but was his success part of Atlanta's not being successful or I tight end is such like a, a crazy position. I don't know. Like, I'm not drafting him in fantasy over Kelsey. I'm probably not. I'm not drafting him over Kittle. You know what I mean? So, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Well, that's true. But I mean, I not to take a huge detour into fantasy, but you gotta you gotta draft those guys early. early yeah, mm-hmm. or just hope that you know Hooper could get, be that value this year. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's the worst position every year in fantasy. Just oh, look at this guy that I have that. Uh, isn't going to give me any prediction. Right. I'm excited for fantasy football now. Absolutely. <laughs> me too. So I'm a little bit of a flip-flopper on this. At first, I was like, no way. We're not going to throw the ball enough for him to to do that. But Kyle Rudolph had six touchdowns last year. Yeah. And I'm looking in there. Uh, Irv Smith had two. So I'm looking at stats. 
Kirk Cousins threw the ball 444 times last year. 75 of those passes were to tight ends. So almost, I mean, like a little under a fourth of his pass attempts went to tight ends last year. So even with not throwing the ball a ton, Hooper might get, he might get a majority of the tight end looks. And it sounds, it doesn't sound like six touchdowns really isn't that many. That's only one every three games. Yeah. So the only thing, so here, let's, I'm going to kind of change the question here for a second. So let's say, Instead of Hooper leads the NFL in touchdowns, how about the Browns lead the NFL in touchdowns from the tight end position? Because we got three guys yeah. that are all going to be, you know, Harrison Bryant. I think he's going to be used, mm-hmm. and then you got Enchoku still and Hooper. I mean, you got three guys that if Harrison Bryant has a touchdown back to back weeks, and that would have been a Hooper look. Now that kind of takes away from his, you know, production in the red zone. I, I, I don't know. Does who led the league last year? Who was it? How many did you say? Andrews had. Uh, Mark Andrews with 10. 10. Last year, Rudolph and Smith combined for eight. Okay, so based on what Zach – I think there's a better chance, like Zach said, that the Browns' tight end position leads the league over just Hooper, mostly because of temps, and we have three three tight ends that I think are going to get a lot of looks. Yeah, and like they always say, follow the money, right? Mm-hmm. So Hooper got paid – and Joku's option got picked up, and they drafted Harrison Bryant with a decent, you know, draft capital. Right. Tight end's going to yeah. be used. And I know Josh and Justin, you guys were both big on Bryant mm-hmm. taking mm-hmm. that tight end. Yep. So I, I can see um, the Browns' tight ends having huge years. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, it looks like, what, Blake, we got one more uh, listener? Yeah. Hot take? So this is coming from uh, Ethan Lumsick out of Dover. He said Chubb and Hunt both have 1K all-purpose yards. To me, I think I think that's pretty low. I think I think Chubb I think potentially Chubb has 2,000 all-purpose yards by himself. I could see that. I could, I could see, see that, that too. too, but I know Zach's got a hot take rolled inside a hot take yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. If Hunt lasts the whole season, I mean, I, I I mean, I could see it. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Hunt plays the first two games. Looks like, oh, he's having a great year. Then all of a sudden, he has another incident in a hotel, or oh god, you know, gets pulled over with I something mean, he ain't yeah. supposed to have. Because yeah. I mean, it's not like oh, he'd be suspended for a week. No, if that happens, he's pretty much done for the whole year. He's not going to get that leash of oh, okay, yeah, we'll give you a week. You're always thinking the worst of people. You're hey, such a pessimist. It's, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. Okay, <laughs> we've lived. We've we had 27 years of Josh Gordon. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's I had mean, what? He had one that crashed their motorcycles into stuff. Yeah. yeah. Has he gotten in trouble since? Well, yeah. He he had the incident in the hotel with yeah. the female, uh, and then he did get pulled over with the I think some type of paraphernalia. But he didn't get in any trouble for that, did he? I don't know how he didn't get any trouble. Because it, it wasn't, know. they said it wasn't his car. Yeah, the, somehow, laws are, the laws are changing. The it was the fact a, that it happened, yeah, man. It it's a, a trend. Cleveland Browns cop or whatnot, fan or and whatnot. Here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know if you guys, they're not testing for weed anymore. Right. right. So Josh uh, Ford's rolling over is great. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, a lot of, you know, suspensions and stuff are weed related. So are we going to see fewer injuries this year? Oh, maybe. Different rehabbing. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be living in Palm Beach at a hotel. Yeah. Like to Ricky Williams. Yeah. <laughs> now, hey, if, if they both stay healthy, I think, yeah. Because, I mean, that's really not asking for a lot. Except, I, I think Chubb does it, even if he has to miss a game or two, that Chubb's going to get over that. 
And I could see Hunt having, you know, 600 yards rushing, 400 yards receiving. I just don't think mm-hmm. that that, I mean. Yeah, I can that see that. I can much. see this happening. Yeah. Yeah, if they're both healthy and on the field all, all season. Even if, you know, Chubb misses a game right. and plays 15, he's, he's easily over 1,000 all-purpose. He'll be over 1,000 rushing. I'm going to be crazy and throw another hot take inside of this hot take of this hot take. I think <laughs> there's a uh, particular Cleveland Browns running back. His name's Jim Brown. He's just had this record. That's just been hanging around for a while. I think Chubb's going to break the wrecking, the Cleveland Browns record this year. Do you know what that is off the top of your head? 1,863 yards. Oh, man. That's a lot of yards. Oh, now, a lot. He, he had 15, almost 15 last year. And could have had more. And could have had more. like two games. Yeah, that game I was in Cincinnati, and it rained the whole time. And uh, just watched OBJ run up and down the sideline the whole time. <laughs> Nobody ever did anything. I, Nick Chubb could, and I'm. And this is not Brown's homer. Like this is just eye test watching him. He could easily be the best running back in the league. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I've watched Saquon play. He's awesome. Zeke's great. Yep. Um, Chubb is just different, though. Mm-hmm. He, he, I feel like he's disrespected. Very. E- disrespected. Everybody talks about him as, oh, Nick Chubb's a really solid back. No, Nick Chubb's it, the top he's three so back. Quiet. Yeah, he I plays like, on the Browns, and yeah. he does not bring any attention to himself. None. No. That dude doesn't say a word. I was shocked when he even put that Instagram thing out where he was like, the night is darkest before the dawn. I'm like, oh, man, this guy even, I even though he had social media. <laughs> I remember somebody asked him, like, why don't you ever post on Instagram or anything? And he said, do you ever see a Lamborghini commercial? Yeah. He's like, you don't have to promote luxury. People just know about it. That's what's up. Yeah. And so he knows. Yeah. He knows. To me, like, I was screaming for the Browns. I wanted Saquon Barkley so bad. When mm-hmm. he was in college, I was like, but – and Saquon's really good. I kind of hate him for taking rookie of the year from Baker when I Andrew thought Baker should have had it. Um, but he also he gets a lot of his yards on big chunk plays. Oh my gosh! Yeah, trust for, me, I know. Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, he'll have he'll have you know a forty yard run, and then and then his next four yard. runs are one yard or negative. Yeah. And then it looks hey, he's got five rushes for yeah, forty he's yards. He's for averaging twenty yards. yards a carry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no, if you take out his one long run, yeah. he's averaging one yard a carry. So Chubb doesn't do that. No, I mean you could be watching a Browns game and Chubb could be getting stuffed and stuffed and stuffed, and all of a sudden it's the end of the game and he had twenty carries for one hundred and thirty yards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like when he, did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. He uh, and he's definitely. One of his biggest things. I know he had one bad, really bad game last year, but ball security. You don't see him losing the ball a lot, except for that New England. Yeah, I was going to say the Patriots game. game yeah, oh that, was a, that, that was a game all game. That was a game though. Just, I don't know how anybody held on the ball in that one. No, it was crazy. The game ended, and it was like still he, close. I think I'm pretty sure we he right went there. from like having gloves on, then he took his gloves off, yeah. and put one glove back on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do so do we think that they're. I mean, going back to the original, or do they both go over a thousand? Yes, I, I think I say yes. Yes, e- yeah, I do too. Easily, yep, easy. Because the the thing is, if anyone goes over a thousand receiving yards, it's going to be Odell, and that's going to be it. Mm. So I think the rest of these yards are going to come from these running backs. These uh, guys yeah. have the potential to do that over a thousand yard. And Hunt had four hundred and forty six or four hundred and sixty four all purpose yards just in the eight that he played, and he really like he wasn't using, utilized. He was a fullback, right? Yeah. <laughs> Freddie was calling Wishbone like he was Pop Warner or something. Yeah, it was like my middle school offense of a wingback. Yeah, I thought Mike Reniker was calling plays <laughs> for the Pee Wee Raiders. <laughs> like, uh, Dalvin Cook had 1,654 all-purpose yards last year, uh, rushing and receiving. And did, did he miss it for games for injury? Yeah, he, yeah, yep. he, yeah, he, he, the year. he yeah. had uh, shoulder problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, he misses – so he had – 250 rush attempts. How many did Chubb have last year? Do we know? 
Maybe uh, not. I don't know. We could look it up. I'm yep. sure he had more than that. He didn't miss any time. And the Vikings had a decent rookie. Madison last year wasn't a slouch. Mm-hmm. He had some looks, too. So, so The Vikings uh, were a good team. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, like, Chubb, I mean, Dalvin Cook accidentally almost got 2K by himself. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the only thing that, and on Justin's hot take of the Jim Brown record, if Hunt is having a good year. Yep. Like and he's producing, you gotta keep giving him the ball some. Like if Chubb's obviously if Chubb's killing it, but you don't want to burn him out either. You don't want you want Chubb to be fresh, and you know, and you gotta keep Hunt interested in playing. Cause how many times do we see that? Like ah, oh, the guy's not playing, or he's not getting the ball a lot, so he's not a hundred percent motivated to like want to go out there and try to break a big run. This conversation to me just says that we're gonna have a good running game. I mean. Mm-hmm. It doesn't honestly it doesn't matter if they both get a thousand yards or not. I mean, I know for the hot take sake of things, I mean, this is great, but I love that we're even having this conversation. Right? Yeah, we could be talking about what game do we win next year, or <laughs> who's <laughs> going to be our who's going to be our running back, yeah, or quarterback, or yeah. receiver, or <laughs> any of these guys. Thank pi- God, we're not doing that. To piggyback off this a little bit, what you said earlier, how you didn't think Odell was going to make it through the season, I can make the argument, Hunt isn't on the Browns at the end of the year. I could see that. And not even because of a distraction or gets in trouble. What if we get three, four games in and Chubb is just on, like, MVP-type pace? And Hunt has been good when he's in there, but he's not going to get the opportunity. I think we trade him. Josh has said this before. One of those guys are not going to be there eventually. And Mm -hmm. Chubb better be there. And it better be. Chubb will be there. Chubb will be there there just on contract, you know, on his rookie contract. But – Having Hunt right now is a luxury. I mean, we're, oh, yeah. we got him because he messed up. Yep. That's and it. We took a risk. That was yeah. it. Chubb Dorsey, is Dorsey here because out. he has absolutely earned it. Yep. I just, you're not going to have two running. Kareem Hunt's not going to want to stick around if he's not getting the options. He's right. he, He's going to want to get paid eventually. Running backs don't exactly have a long shelf life okay. in the NFL. So, I, th- I mean, if we're three, four games in, Nick Chubb is leading the league in rushing, and he's getting 25 carries a game and Hunt's only getting five carries a game, maybe catching a couple passes, I could see Hunt being like, hey, guys, I appreciate the opportunity, but can I go somewhere where I'm going to get the ball a little bit? Well, and the other thing is, is Mike, okay, instead of just letting Hunt walk because you don't want to pay him money, you could get something for him too. Yeah, right? what, is this the last year of his deal? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I like could, you could get something. Yeah, I'm with valuable. Blake on this. I could see this happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very real possibility. The only thing that sucks is I don't know what you'll get for him. Yeah, I mean, we I got mean, a third rounder not, for Duke Johnson. Yeah, but Bill O'Brien's an idiot. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he just traded away to Andre Hopkins. Yeah, and got David Johnson in his wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> a nice wheelchair, though, right? It is. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I think Nick Chubb has a huge year. If Hunt's on the team the whole year, I think I think they'd definitely go over a thousand. Well, I would say if anybody else, you know, listening has their own hot takes or anything inspired them out of this conversation, send it to us. Put it on Facebook mm-hmm. or whatever, and, and we'll talk about it next time. Yeah, because uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but I'm fresh out of ideas for episodes. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> give us some ideas here, um, and we'll argue about it. It's a lot of fun. Yep. Well, well, we got training camp coming up soon, hopefully. So Hopefully. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to a lot of stuff about, like, the virtual training camps yeah. and stuff like that. and man, that, that We'll have to do an episode about how that might affect – um, at least the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they have a training camp that fans can go to. Nah, I'm not, not looking all. for it, dude. Not looking for it. I don't think so, but, man, 
take this show on the road. <laughs> hey, Joe Thomas, why don't you come over here and tell us about the Titan games? <laughs> if we do, He's if, if training it. camp is in person, we will try to find a way to do this podcast live from training camp somehow, so some way. Awesome. That would be awesome. I don't think they're going to let people in the building or in the facility, but yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, hey, guys, that was awesome. Uh, I think you guys are nuts for thinking Odell's not going to be on the team. I think, honestly, just if you weren't such good friends, I'd call you idiots. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I want to thank everybody listening out there. Episode four. This was a super fun episode for us to do. Hopefully you guys like it. Again, if you're having problems with the link on Facebook, just go straight to YouTube. Um, We're going to try to get it figured out, hopefully before this even comes out. Uh, Catch us on Instagram. Catch us on Facebook, obviously. Zach, do you ever get our Twitter working? Uh, we will have a new Twitter page up this week. <laughs> My man. So we're going to be older than 13 years old, right, yeah, for this? We'll 13 days old. Maybe I'll make it like the day the Browns organization <laughs> started. started. There you something. go. Hey. We'll do something like that. But, yeah, we'll be pushing that out this week. Uh, follow us. You know, we'll be pushing content on there all the time. Yep. Uh, make sure when you guys, if you get to YouTube and you have an account, subscribe. Hit that bell. That way you get notifications when we post new episodes. If we can get up to 100 subscribers, we can start taking this thing real legit. It would be pretty awesome. We appreciate everybody listening, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week.